Welcome to the To Faithful Men podcast. This project started in 2006 to preserve old sermon and study tapes of Wiley Flanagan, Hassel Wallace, and Mike Strebel. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Then verse 39, And after thee shall arise another kingdom. With the very expression, says that uh, verse uh, 38, 37, 38, Represents a Babylonian kingdom. After thee shall be another kingdom. Looking at it and recognizing his kingdom. Alright. After thee shall arise another kingdom inferior to thee. Not only will there one follow thee. Nebuchadnezzar wondered, well now, how long am I going to reign? Well, Daniel's telling him, isn't he? You're not going to reign always because there's going to be somebody that's going to overthrow you. And that kingdom is going to be inferior to you. Well, now, that don't look like that would be possible. If it's going to be in there, how is he going to over, how is he going to rule? See, all right. And another, and that's all it says uh, up here now about that second kingdom. Uh, the third kingdom, and another third kingdom of brass, which shall bear rule over all the earth. Now you notice that these are worldwide. This figure represents the head, represents Nebuchadnezzar as head and during his reign over all the earth. The next one over all the earth, the silver, the brass, he likewise uh, has uh, ruled over all the earth. And then verse 40, And the fourth kingdom, shall be strong as iron, for as much as iron breaketh in pieces and it subdueth all things, and as iron that breaketh all these shall it break in pieces and bruise. And whereas thou sawest the feet and toes part of potter's clay and part of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, but there shall be in it of the strength of the iron, for as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay. You just look in those two verses, verse 40 and 41, and look how many times the word iron is mentioned. Iron. Now he doesn't tell us. See, the, uh, this fourth kingdom shall be as strong as iron, uh, but it doesn't, uh, it, it doesn't describe uh, the, the details yet. And verse 42 says, And as the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. All right, now that's what he says about the uh, the the four the man the beast the image. Now verse forty four is going to tell us about the stone. Now you you see by reading this you'll see that there's a break in thought there's a break in language there's a break in time 
between verse 40 and verse 41, or that is at the end of this vision, uh, to this. If you'll, if you'll read it, uh, you'll notice that uh, there's uh, in the chronological sequence there's uh, a room for a pause. A long period of time possibly. I'm not saying that there is, but there, uh, the way it's written, there could be. Uh, and as the and, and, and same way in, in telling it, he says, he saw this picture, his legs of iron and his feet part of iron and part of clay. Thou sawest till that a stone. He looked at it, see. There was, it stood for a long time, certainly it had to stand for a long time, for the Babylonian kingdom. It had to stand for, for that 70 years. It had to stand for the medial Persian kingdom. It had to stand for Alexander's kingdom, the Grecian kingdom. See? And then the kingdom following the Grecian kingdom, the Roman kingdom. The Roman kingdom, the, the, the western division, uh, fell 500 A.D. And uh, so uh, it, it, he had he, he looked at that image you see till he saw all that time I mean in, in, there's a picture of what shall come to pass here that's what he said you know when Daniel told him in the beginning he said now uh, I, I'm going to tell you about your thoughts and he says what should come to pass hereafter see alright but then, after this kingdom, after this fourth kingdom, which uh, was in existence during when Christ came into the world, see, but it was still in existence. It was in existence when Christ went back to heaven. It was in existence a hundred years after uh, Christ was born, when John was on Patmos, the Romans had John out there as prisoner, in all probability. The Romans were still in power then. Well, Daniel says, well, Nebuchadnezzar, you saw that image until a stone was cut out without hands out of a mountain and that stone struck struck it smote the image not in the head it didn't hit Nebuchadnezzar it didn't hit Darius and Cyrus it didn't hit Alexander it didn't hit the legs the Roman Empire when Rome was east and west, capital in Rome, eastern capital of Constantinople. But it hit the clay, the toes, the feet. Alright, let's see now what he says about this stone. Verse, uh, verse 44, he gives the interpretation of the stone. And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed 
and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. For as much as thou sawest that the stone was cut out out of the mountains without hands, and that it break in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God hath made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter. And the dream is certain, and the interpretation thereof sure. Now, what is the stone kingdom? The four kingdoms that precedes is an earthly kingdom. Had dominion and power and rule over the earth. Nebuchadnezzar, that's where he ruled. He ruled over that. Uh, all the known habitable earth. Now they didn't rule over every uh, tribe on this earth. The language of the Old Testament uh, it, it, it doesn't get down to the uh, uh, like we do today when we try to dodge or when people try to uh, say that a word takes in everything, you know. Uh, everything that uh, was serviceable to Nebuchadnezzar, he ruled over. He had the authority to rule over any, any nation, any group on earth that he wanted to. But uh, he didn't just go out down in the jungles of Africa to uh, make an expedition to, to rule over a little old tribal group in that section. But he controlled everything of commerce. He controlled everything of, of wealth, of power, glory, and honor. He had that, all right? Uh, but, but it was, his rule was up on the earth. The man that succeeded him, uh, we'll find out later, it doesn't, Daniel here so far hadn't told us that the second kingdom was the Medes and Persians, but that's what Daniel tells us later. So the second kingdom, because Daniel only uh, says here that, that after thee shall arise another kingdom inferior to thee, see? Well, now that another kingdom, which is inferior to thee, uh, will show, uh, was the Medes and the Persians. Combination, the two, not Medes and then Persians, but the Medes and Persians ruled simultaneously. Darius and Cyrus were reigning conjointly. Cyrus was a king, but Darius ruled and reigned in Babylon. And we'll, uh, that'll come in uh, later studies, but, uh, then but Darius and Cyrus reigned over the earth. It was an earthly kingdom. This kingdom was the uh, first thing that Cyrus did was uh, permit the Jews to go back to Palestine. He even helped them. Uh, give them a lot of money. And, uh, animals. Everything they needed to go back. Well, uh, then Greece, Alexander the Great, was the third kingdom, this third world empire. And he died here in Babylon. 
so he conquered the world. Then this fourth kingdom was the Roman kingdom. And uh, now in the New Testament, uh, it, it, it's never described and never told us like Greece. The Bible tells us the third kingdom was the Grecian Empire. It tells us that the second kingdom was the Medes and the Persians. But it never says that the fourth kingdom was the Roman kingdom. But the New Testament opens by saying in Luke 2, 1, And there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. Who is that? Who is this? Uh, uh, Caesar Augustus. He's the big boy of Rome, don't you see? Caesar Augustus. He's he's a king. Roman Empire. Rome was ruling the world at that time. Rome conquered uh, 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 Alexander, you see. Uh, the four kingdoms. After Alexander died here in Babylon, why well, his kingdom was divided in the four divisions. And the two main divisions was Assyria and Egypt. And uh, the other two was Asia Minor and Greece. And then Rome captured all four uh, divisions of Alexander's empire. And uh, she ruled the world. So, uh, but after now, after this fourth kingdom, and, in the, uh, and after the stone smites the, the feet, in the days of these kings, and uh, it tells us there are ten toes on the feet, and it'll later tell you about uh, ten kings that shall arise and so on. See, all right. But in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom. What kind of king? Uh, read. Uh, uh, Ezekiel, uh, 20, uh, 21, 27. Yeah. You got, have you found it? Uh, huh? Yeah. I will overturn, overturn, overturn. Yeah. It shall be no more until he comes whose right Now what? That see now notice and this is written by Ezekiel. We get that on our heart on the table. All right, Ezekiel. Uh, uh, what we're trying to show what what uh, uh, what we have here is a succession of kingdoms, a succession of uh, dominion over the earth. We started out. We uh, uh, called your attention to Adam, to Noah to Israel, and to the Nebuchadnezzar, the times of the Gentiles. All right? Uh, what about the times of the Gentiles? They're going to end someday. Uh, Jesus says, uh, tells us about that. All right? Now, this prophecy of Ezekiel. Now, remember, Ezekiel was a contemporary of, of Daniel. He lived at the same time. See? He lived through the captivity. He was a man of God who God used and gave wisdom 
and knowledge like he did to Daniel and these three Hebrew children. Now then, Ezekiel is writing, prophesying to the uh, children of Israel while they're in captivity uh, that uh, that the day is coming that there's going to be another uh, an overturning and that uh, the Jews were going to be without a turban. They were going to be without power until God says, I will overturn, I will overthrow, overthrow, and overturn. Until when? Until he comes whose right it is. Now there's a right given. There's uh, somebody, and I propose to, sh to show uh, that this stone kingdom is the Son of God, is the kingdom of Christ. And that it's going to be upon this earth that God has given it to us, that Ezekiel is referring to it, and that this stone that smites image, it fills the whole earth. It doesn't fill heaven. It becomes a great kingdom. Alright? Uh, look at uh, Revelation chapter 11, uh, verse 15. And, <clears throat> and the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. Now, uh, what did you say? The kingdoms of this world. Nebuchadnezzar, you saw that image and you beheld it and you saw a stone come out of the mountain without hand. And that stone smote. It struck. It destroyed everything from the feet up. When he hit the feet, the whole image fell. The times of the Gentiles, the kingdoms, all of it, plural, everything, all of it, has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. It does that when? When he, after he smites, when he comes in judgment. See, this idea that the kingdom of Christ is something that started little and small and started rolling and it kept on rolling and rolling until it becomes a great mountain and fills the earth. That's, that's what is known as post-millennialism. See? But this kingdom wasn't set up gradually. This kingdom was set up instantly upon the smiting of the image. All right. Uh, <clears throat> oh, you mean that last, you know, instantly? In other words, one through a process. Uh, you saying that, that? You saying that when Christ comes? Yeah, when when the Lord comes back to this earth, it uh, the kingdom won't be the product of uh, development, process, or growth. It will be a, a installation. You come when he comes back. When he comes back to second time. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm saying that's what I'm trying to show you here. I'm trying to show you that this kingdom 
that Nebuchadnezzar, that Nebuchadnezzar, uh, that Daniel is is telling Jesus, uh, telling Nebuchadnezzar that he saw beyond the first coming of Jesus. Now I'm not teaching. The, now that was a kingdom. Jesus, uh, John the Baptist came preaching repent for the kingdom of his hand. I'm not denying that. Now that's that's not it. That's not what Daniel's saying though. Daniel's not talking about that kingdom. Daniel is telling uh, Nebuchadnezzar what kingdoms are going to follow after him. That he is that head of gold. And we're going to see that the Medes and Persians as the second is the silver, that Greece is the brass, Rome is the iron, and that at the time that Christ comes back, this Roman kingdom, this fourth kingdom, Rome, has been mixed with all nations of the earth. It's clay. That's foreign matter. See? You saying that that's molding is when he really takes over? Yes, that'd be when he comes back well, the second time. The first time. No, sir. The fourth, this this fourth kingdom, this Roman kingdom, smote Christ. Christ didn't smite the kingdom. Amen. Jesus said, "Render unto Caesar things that are Caesar's." And he told uh, uh, in the 19th chapter of John, he said, why, you wouldn't have any power at all except you got it from God. See? See, the, the, the key earthly kingdom is of God. And if he, you want to share away that a picture that's, of that, you know, that's the result. Yeah, that's finished, the result of these kingdoms. They're finished. Yeah, that'll show that these kingdoms are finished. And his kingdom is going to fill the whole earth. That's right. Why? Because uh, and uh, 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 Revelation 24 tells you that uh, and they shall reign on the earth. See? Uh, Jesus taught his disciples to pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. See? Thy kingdom come. Now, uh, and notice he says, the kingdom shall not be left to other people. See, that's the end. That's the end of that dream. There's no more governments. There's no more. But you notice that every one of these is talking about governments. It's talking about uh, up on this earth. For as much as I saw it, that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and did it break in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God hath made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter. Now, he didn't define the details, but he gave the outline, didn't he? He sketched uh, something that you can hang some uh, some positive thoughts about. That there's going to be from Daniel, from Nebuchadnezzar's time on, there was going to be a succession of kingdoms. Until the stone kingdom. And then, uh, that's the, uh, that's the final, final kingdom. Alright? Now, verse 46. Then the king Nebuchadnezzar fell upon his face and worshiped Daniel and commanded that they should offer an oblation and sweet odors unto him. The king answered unto Daniel, and said, Of a truth, 
it is that your God is a God of gods and Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets. That's the Trinity right there. Notice, God of gods, God the Father, Lord of kings, the Lord Jesus Christ, revealer of secrets, the Holy Spirit, seeing that thou couldest reveal this secret. Of course, Nebuchadnezzar didn't know that he was talking about that, but I mean, there's a description, you see, uh, of the of the Trinity. Then the king made Daniel a great man and gave him many great gifts and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief of the governors over all the wise men of Babylon. Now, you see, Daniel had some buddies to start this thing, didn't he? He had some buddies when they were in trouble, when their neck was just about to be uh, severed from their shoulders. Why, he went to those boys and he says, now let's pray, let's, let's ask God for mercies. Uh, and, and they prayed. And now, notice what Daniel does. You see, Daniel is there. Uh, no record the boys are here. Uh, but Daniel remembered them. See, he said, now, then Daniel requested of the king, and he set Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel sat in the gate of the king. Daniel had the greatest honor, the power. That's the judge. See, see Daniel's name is recognized. God is my judge. And so now he's uh, uh, demonstrates that uh, <coughs> element in uh, in Babylon, that, that, that characteristic. Recognizing, carrying on, witnessing the fact that God is the God of heaven and that God will judge. Uh, we'll, when we get to chapter 7, we have the same everything that we have tonight with reference to this dream will be reproduced will be brought back, but it will be brought from Daniel, not from Nebuchadnezzar. Sixty-two years later from this dream here of Nebuchadnezzar, God gives Daniel the same dream. Daniel was worried about it. Daniel was worried uh, about the temple. Nothing said in this dream about Jerusalem. You notice that? It told about the gold and the silver and the brass and the iron and the clay and about the kingdoms of this world. But, but uh, they weren't interested in Daniel. Daniel wasn't interested in the times of the Gentiles. Daniel was interested in the Jerusalem. How do you know? Because all the time that he was down there in his home, he kept a window open, you know, toward Jerusalem. Three times a day, 
He'd look out over Jerusalem. So now, all this time, well now, what, what, what about Jerusalem? So God gives Daniel a dream that answers that question. Shows how the Jews, the uh, destiny of Jerusalem, how it fares in this kingdom. And that will be in chapter 7. But the next chapter, chapter 3, you have another interesting story. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share with a friend. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.